again everybody it is episode 16 we have reached episode 16 and finally we have got some student teacher guests in the room tom yeah we've been meaning to do this since the very beginning it's taken us this long to get our act together and we've got four of them so we are extremely cozy in your office today. we are very cozy in my office so welcome would you like to introduce yourselves uh hello i'm mira hi i'm joe i'm brandon Hi, I'm Tom. And it's probably important to say that you are halfway through your PGC secondary drama course. You are. And you've just started in your second school placement. And important to this deep discussion is that you are the next generation of teachers who are going to be at the coalface of the curriculum reforms that are going on in Wales. If you stay and you decide to teach in Wales, hopefully we'll keep you. More importantly is that you very recently heard an inspirational talk from Kirsty Williams, who is our Minister for Education. And I remember receiving an email. Who was it? Who emailed me? Was it you, Brandon? It was. And you were, you were buzzing, weren't you? Yeah, I was. I was I was really empowered when I came out of that, um, that, that speech, so I thought I'd share my thoughts. And I thought, well, here's an opportunity, Brandon. You, you, <laughs> you've... Uh, you've shown your colours now we're going to have to get you in and and talk a little bit more about these opinions so we put together a couple of questions for you and uh, I think we're just going to pitch them and and see what you thought so thinking about that talk what were the key messages that you found interesting or important from Kirsty's speech I found something that was quite relevant to me in the school that I'm in now just to never lower your expectations depending on the child's background or where they've sort of grown up or what the expectation is of that school our job as a teacher is to try and get the best for all pupils regardless of their background their race or anything like that so it's not to sort of put a lid on where they come from in terms of how much they can achieve which I thought was quite nice and something that I really related to. Oh, it's a very important one that kind of gets to the heart of the endeavours of the new curriculum for Wales and, and how we're developing the whole pupil rather than just there to, to give them uh, an education and fill them with knowledge and understanding. We're there for so much more. Thank you for that, Joe. Any other kind of key messages that you found important or interesting? Yeah, kind of um, similar to Jaws was an add-on from Jo. It was like a question that she kind of answered in the talk was, you know, why is the curriculum reform happening now? Like, why now? Because, you know, it's out of time with shifts in like our technology or in society, the economy. And it's, again, about the new curriculum is being changed for now. So we're supporting young people to develop higher standards in literacy and numeracy. And it's about developing the whole students or enterprising creative and critical thinkers so it's developing them into citizens of wales and the world you know kind of updating them and and making it fresh for them absolutely and moving to a a purpose-driven curriculum which is at the the heart we've got those four core purposes that are, are driving all of the curriculum decisions that we make any other points to share on that yeah i think it was really important for her to consider why why the reform now and she was kind of saying in in kind of context the last time that there was a real education reform there were things like google didn't exist the berlin wall still stood so it kind of put that into perspective really about how there's there's never been a real massive shift as the world has developed we're still very much living in where we were 
all those years ago. So I think it was really important for it to put it into context, especially for us as, as up-and-coming teachers, to really consider why now and how we can link the real world with, with developing the educational workforce, really, and how those two things can be married together to get the best thing for our learners. Absolutely. Really timely, timely message there. Thank you for that, everybody. Anything else? Yeah, I'd say her... She said about the fact that it's a it's a common goal, common purpose that we all need to pull into and buy into. And I think that's very important that, you know, you be the change you wish to see. Just because everybody else isn't doing it, be the first to do it, give it a go, put in the effort, and then we'll all get there together. Be the change that you wish to see. Love that. That's good. Stick that on your wall, Emma. So, um... She was obviously talking here in a teacher training institution. I I would hope she had some specific things to say to student teachers who I imagine were packing the room. What did she have to say about you guys in particular? She just sort of gave a thank you and that we're vital to what's going on because we're going to be the ones sort of implementing this and moving forward. Yeah, she she thanked us for being there in the talk, although she didn't necessarily know if we were there. <laughs> so it was kind of great that there was that assumption, though, that she was hoping that, you know, student teachers were there because, you know, like we've mentioned, we are the ones that are the change. And she said, we are the change and are vital to the success of the reforms. And it's how we've now got an amazing opportunity to change lives across Wales, which, again, was, like, one of her key messages about this and education for all. Can I just go off topic here and ask a follow-up question to that? Why were you there? Because I want to know, like, I want to know and be part of that change. I want to know why is she doing it? And almost as well to, because, like, I, I don't know, I've never, like, really seen her do talk. So it was a case of, you know, is, is she the right person to be doing it? And I think, you know, based on how enthusiastic Brandon was, you know, in terms of the feedback that you received, that she's so enthusiastic and knowledgeable about what what she's doing that it was kind of like confirmation that oh, this will happen and hopefully it will be a success because she wants it to be a success. So I think that was my reason for being there, to know that it is going to be done the right way for us as well as the learners. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I wanted to feel inspired, I think. Mm. I think it's so easy during the PGC year to get caught up in, in paperwork and the kind of monotonous nature of, of some of the work that you have to go through. So I really just wanted some inspiration and some kind of clear focus to... Why are you doing Yeah, why, why are we doing this? Yeah. Why, are we, mm. why, why are we doing... Why are we teaching? Why are we going through these steps? And for me, that was the biggest thing I took about, which, you know, reflected in my email to you, was a real feeling of inspiration when I came out of there and a real clarity as to why I'm why I'm teaching and that was what I was hoping to get and I did get from that from that talk yeah with that I'd say um and with Mira's point I think she is a very she's a very credible person I believe in everything that she's saying and I believe that she believes in it and she's yeah. backing it and it really did feel like you were working them for a cause and it was working towards something that was going to make a big difference not just like in the careers but also in people's lives and wider yeah so she, she was she was essentially saying that you know you can get caught up in, in the system of education almost and she said that it won't be her or the first minister or any civil servants it'll be people in the classroom that will have the opportunity to implement this and it will be our opportunity to change the lives of our learners and that was really important to hear i think thank you for that okay so you've talked a little bit about this, um, about whether it's inspired you, and 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 I think I think we've kind of covered that really nicely. But 
We are at a moment in time now. We've got a brand new curriculum. What are your hopes and what are your fears about this new curriculum that you will be at the coalface of implementing starting in 2022? Um, I think as a main hope, just to know where your students go at the end of your lesson. Because at the school I'm in at the moment, I only see them once every two weeks. But with the cross-curricular and the communication between different departments and different areas of school and knowing where they are and what they're doing with them and hoping that you can bring that into your classroom and it expand it there and revisit it there. I think just being part of their whole school career rather than just one hour every two weeks would be more beneficial, I think, for the student and for the teacher. How do you think that's going to benefit you as the teacher? I feel then we know what's relevant, we know what's going to engage them, we know what what they need, what they don't need. It just gives us a bigger view of their school life, what their interests are, just them as a person, and being able to cater our lesson plans like effectively towards those individuals yeah. and the different groups of people that you have in the school, rather than just seeing them, yeah, making your conclusions based on one hour, you know how they're doing overall which really resonates with joe's initial point about key messages that you took were you going to say something on that yeah i was just going to say the sort of with the whole cross-curricular thing within the school it makes it almost sort of like more of a community in a way because it's more sort of everything's a bit more linked and it almost creates that more safe space within the school because they're a bit more familiar with things and it sort of follows on within different subjects so again it's more of a community which I think is quite nice, especially for maybe kids who don't come from maybe a nice community to have that community sense within the school. I think my point really resonates with what both of the boys have said so far in, 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 in the way that I think that it would be nice for us just to all feel like we are working towards one common purpose and we're not separate subjects that are, you know, getting the best out of that subject, but we are enabling our learners to work towards a common goal and a common purpose. And as Joe said, for some of the pupils, from some backgrounds that might be really nice to have a common purpose and a sense of community within this school so I'm hoping that's that's what the new curriculum will bring us will be a a larger sense of community that we're all working towards the same goal the same common purpose and I guess as new people to this game it's interesting to know if there's anything that worries you or anything that you're going to be fighting very hard to avoid once you've got your own classrooms next year I think although based on the talk like you know she's confident in the mission statement and what we want to achieve and you know like like has been said so far it's about the common purpose and maybe you know a community sense in school but I suppose I have a fear that it isn't as successful as we hope it's going to be and it doesn't go the way that we hope maybe in, you know maybe there's misinterpretations or it just it just doesn't follow through and become this cross-critical community and it kind of just falls flat and isn't as successful as we have seen that it could be or that it aspires to be I think that's just that's my fear that there's questions that oh what what happens if it doesn't yeah I feel like on that when Brandon was saying about the Berlin Wall and about Google and before that you're changing people's you're not just changing the school you're changing how people interact with the school and if it's a habit that's gone back years and years and years it's going to be very difficult to change the way that you know, parents that that have full-time jobs and might not have the time to be able to be as invested in their child's school career as the new curriculum wants them to be. How do you go about that? How do you maintain it? How do you actually bring it into fruition? 
And I think, you know, it's easy for us as, as new teachers to go into the profession, which have, you know, being trained on successful futures and, and very much aware of that in mind. I think the biggest issue is going into a workforce where people have been doing it a long time. They're very used to doing what they do and, and well. But I think the the biggest change is going to be to get them to change and to everybody to work together. It comes back to that common purpose. Um, so I think change at the forefront of, of the workforce is going to be the biggest issue just because people have done it for so long and, and as I say they do what they do well so to get everybody to change together and everybody to believe that what we're doing is for the for the greater good for you know a common purpose that is probably the biggest worry that I have is that not everybody's going to get on board in the same way that we will when we enter the profession. And how exciting to be a student teacher I suppose at the moment where maybe once upon a time it was about just going in and and learning the craft as it is you're the people bringing the new stuff into departments so it's it's much more of a two-way process nowadays than perhaps it used to be. So now it's time for our regular well-being slot and because we've got a number of guests on this episode we're going to get more than one of each of our short tips and slots. So Mira, what's your well-being tip? My well-being tip is to make sure that you exercise. I do it a few times a week and I find that by releasing some endorphins it it allows me to you know let off a bit of stress and then when I go back to doing my work I feel a bit more positive about it rather than just staying in the same cycle of getting home from school and continuing to do work every day. Yeah, great advice. What about you, Joe? Um, I always find that either taking a day off on the weekends or Saturday or Sunday and just reconnecting with friends and family and sort of taking a step back from lesson planning for a few hours and just to get in contact with the real world again. Yeah, what about you, Brandon? I think mine's really an addition to what Joe said and to spend the day, the day off, doing something that you love. So something that really... Um, reminds you why you decided to teach the subject that you're going to teach your first drama students perhaps going to the theatre seeing live performances is really important because it might invigorate for us some kind of real passion and remind us why we're doing what we're doing yeah three very uh, linked bits of advice there but it's absolutely true it's a terrible cliche about it being a marathon but not a sprint but you know i hate to tell you guys you might have 40 more years of this so <laughs> i'm glad you've already got the message about occasionally switching off and recharging the batteries Okay, and now it's time for our shout-out spot. And the lovely Mira has a very special shout-out to make. Mira, who are you shouting out to? So I would like to shout-out to Ethan, a pupil I teach in Year 8. Um, I've only taught the class twice, but um, he makes a very conscious effort to contribute to class discussions and always supports other learners in the groups that he's working in. And I'm sure that we've all got a, a pupil out there like, like Ethan. So to all the Ethans out there, everybody just be more Ethan. Be yeah. more Ethan. <laughs> and that's our first pupil we've shouted out to, so that's really nice. I think isn't it, it is. Thanks for that, Mira. And now it's time for something to try in your own classroom. So, Joe, what did you come up with? Um, well, last week I tried something um, at the end of my lesson. It was also a way to develop sort of collaborative learning and discussion um, with a ball of string. So, I would start holding the piece of string and I just maybe say something that I was pleased that the class did um, for that lesson. And then I'd pass the ball to someone else in the circle. And they would have to tell me something that they've either learned that lesson or something they thought they did really well that lesson or maybe a technique that they've developed. And then they would hold their bit of string and then pass it to someone else in the circle. And then it would go around until everyone's had a go. So then it sort of creates a web of ideas across the circle of everything that we've learned that lesson. It was a nice way to sort of get people involved, a way to sort of develop oracy skills and discussion. So I thought it worked really well. Oh, that sounds really fab. I might try that myself. 
Mira, what have you come up with? So mine's similar, sort of something at the end of the lesson is like a plenary. It's about giving like peer feedback. So instead sort of at the end of each performance, somebody giving feedback each time. It's after everyone's performed, they all go back into the original acting spaces and they assess a group each. So like, for example, group one assesses group two, group two assesses group three, etc. But instead of just thinking about sort of like something they did well, something they can improve on, I pose like questions to them. So it's more like constructive in their feedback and they sort of mention more things that I would expect them to be noticing at this, I mean, this is year eight, so it's kind of pushing them into that level. So like, for example, I asked a question like, how did you feel whilst watching it? What emotions did it evoke from you? And then what advice would you give to characters? You know, how would they handle the situation next rather than giving sort of acting advice? So they're sort of more in depth within the performance. And then we were exploring prejudice. so. I mean, this question is sort of specific to that topic, but, you know, I was I asked, do you think society still has the prejudice that they worked on? So they were thinking about things outside of the classroom as well. Yeah, that's great. I mean, it's it's so tempting, isn't it, just to say, assess your performance, but it's a really hard thing to do. So it's a great idea to give them some tools in the form of questions. We did an episode, uh, a few episodes back, where we were speaking specifically to people who were thinking about applying for a PGCE or a teacher training route. What advice would you give to them about, you know, if if they're really undecided about whether to make that decision or not? um, And knowing what you know now, what advice would you give to an aspiring applicant to a PGCE or or other teacher training programme? My advice would be that ensure that there is a definitive part of you that definitely wants to try and follow the route of teaching in some way because it is hell of an effort and you need to put so much of your time and energy into it to succeed in it and to do it just for the sake of almost or I'll do that because it's going to be extremely tough for you to attempt to try and get through the year when you haven't necessarily got you you know you know 100% involved in it you know if there's no definite passion for teaching then I would advise doing something else I, I just say kind of question are you willing to make something not about yourself anymore and are you are you willing to always have somebody else in mind and somebody else who is the most important thing in that classroom and I think, you know, as we go through education and through undergraduate, we are the most important person always. So I think that switch to looking outwards almost and looking around us and, and understanding that there are more important people in this profession always. And are we are we willing to change ourselves almost to, to get the best for them? That's my biggest question that I would suggest people ask themselves before embarking on this. I would say just to take into account that, yes, you are there as a teacher but that's not your only responsibility when you're there you're also someone to guide people for them to sort of listen to or to you to listen to them a pastoral leader in a way so just sort of take that into account that yes you are there as a teacher but you need to take into account that they also see you as sometimes more than a teacher and you need to take on that role um yeah i'd say try and get a little bit of experience just to prepare yourself to know what's what's coming through and even just to test the fact that you've got that instinct and you've got that want that Mira was talking about to to end up being a teacher because that that will be what will help you get to the end goal and I think don't forget the fact that you're human don't forget the fact that everybody's human and just to sometimes go in with that little bit of human instinct just to like care and just listen sometimes that goes 
all the way. That That's the most important thing that you can do sometimes. Some really inspiring and humbling sentiments, I must say, from, from our future generation of teachers. Thank you so much for your time today, for your effort and for inspiring me, actually. If you ever think that uh, you, 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 you're done on the old learning front, then, you know, be forewarned. You, every day is a school day. So thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, thank you very much. I would recommend this episode as a tonic for anyone who's feeling a bit jaded in the classroom. That's our episode done. So uh, thanks again to all four of our guests, who we will be naming again in the credits, uh, and we will speak to you again soon. Thank and good you. luck. Thank you. Thank good you. Luck. Thanks. Bye. That was Emma and Tom's PGCE podcast, presented by Emma Thayer and Tom Breeze. The special guests this episode were Brandon Ham, Tom Mullins, Miro Keefe, and Joseph Pratlett from Cardiff Met's PGCE drama program. Thanks to the Minister for Education, Kirsty Williams, for coming to inspire us with her talk about the future of education in Wales. This episode is brought to you in association with Ethan from Year 8. Well done, Ethan, and all of the other Ethans out there. We're off to be the change we wish to see. Until next time, take care and enjoy teaching. Yay! Yay. Well done, guys! Oh, that was... What amazing...